hey, we're all trying our best as parents. But one of the biggest regrets parents have is using their kids' grades as a benchmark to gauge if their kid is doing okay in the inside. Let's unpack that in today's episode. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. Join me as we have real conversations about real problems that kids face today. And today we're talking about why we shouldn't use grades to know if our kids are struggling with anxiety, depression, OCD, all these things that we're talking about. So let's get into this deep conversation. We're going to talk about why we shouldn't use grades as the benchmark of mental health in this time of mental health crisis across the globe, but really in the States, it's pretty bad. I'm not going to use my potty words, but it's bad. I have never seen kids and adults in more of conflict, in more stress, more anxiety, and just the sheer volume of people on increased medications, increased mental health diagnoses. It's bad. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to one three alert more to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to one three alert more. But one of the biggest mistakes that I see parents use and talk a lot about parents coming in feeling very, very regretful, that's just not okay. We don't want parents to feel any worse than they are. You're all doing the best you can. But one of the biggest regrets that parents have is that they use grades as the benchmark of mental health. And so I like to really talk about that because kids, when they're at school, If they are people pleasers, if they're conscientious and they really are trying very hard to do well in school, can really look like they got it together. Mental health isn't something we yell from the rooftops, I'm depressed. You know, that's just not typical and it's not observable, right? I mean, it often is, but you got to know the signs and they're easily missed, especially when somebody's doing really well in school. And I think one of the biggest conflicting things that parents are like, what? I totally missed it is that they're, these kids often do great in school and they can be straight A students and having suicidal thoughts and be very depressed and anxious. I see it every day. Recently, I had somebody who I've known a long time, a very high level student, try to commit suicide. And his mom called me up and she was like, he goes to this great school. He's involved in all these sports. And 
I just missed the signs, but really they were there. And what were those signs? The signs were that he had sleep problems, seemed very physically tense, and wasn't as affectionate, even though he was a teenager, they're an affectionate family, and just seemed to not handle things as well. Like this was a pretty chill kid. And what was happening was this internal conflict with this kid, very typical high-performing kid, who was like, I literally physically cannot keep up with sports and academics and protect my mental health and was having to shortchange sleep. This is a story that I've heard a thousand times, right? I'm not sharing, divulging anything about anybody. This is a hundred kids that I've worked with probably in the last five years and felt like a fake person, felt like they couldn't ask for help. And this is a family that values mental health, has conversations about mental health. And this mom was feeling pretty bad because she was like, well, his grades were so good. Top, top, top student. I just didn't think like when the cat came out of the bag that he actually attempted suicide what was unsuccessful, wow, this mom was like, we got to reprioritize. And they were talking to him about managing stress, but he wasn't implementing. They weren't saying, guess what? We're yanking this, we're yanking that. And that's what they had to do because it was a crisis. So what are signs? What are things that you need to be on the lookout for? Because kids can really do well with structure and routine They have a lot of pressure amongst their peers to achieve. We tell kids, if you don't go to college, you'll be nothing. I don't believe everybody has to go to college. I really don't. I know I have a doctorate, but that was required for my profession. I work with people all the time who make great livings, enjoying what they're doing and not having degrees, especially in the digital world. So there are other things in the world we need to open our minds to those things, but we putting so much pressure. And so these kids will perform. So what are signs? Is your kid spending an inordinate amount of time doing their academic work to the point where they are completely shortchanging their sleep? Guess what? You cannot live without sleep. Now, some of us, myself included, I don't need, some of my friends need nine or 10 hours of sleep. I'm like, what are you crazy? And I can say that, but they need way more sleep than I do. I do fabulous on six to seven hours of sleep. Kids, most people, teenagers need seven and a quarter. The younger you go, school age kids can need 10 hours of sleep. So we need sleep. And so if sleep quality is poor, your mental health will be affected. We know this, people. We know this as adults. Why are kids any different? So that's a big sign. If your kid is presenting with gastrointestinal symptoms, if they are stomach aches, bloating, vomiting, nausea, you name it, stress can show up as a gastrointestinal. Big red flag, red flag. And you're not going to go up to your kid and be like, are you depressed? You know, they're not going to say, yeah, they may not even recognize it. Those are some of the big ones. And then pain ones, right? So headaches, body pains, those kind of things. And then looking for changes and friendships, maybe extra grumpy. And it seems beyond the developmental range. So, um, and just to understand puberty, girls tend to have longer puberty periods. Boys tend to have more shorter periods with intensity where there's sudden growth. 
girl start it sooner. So 11-year-old girl is most likely already showing signs of puberty. Most um, girls get their menstruation cycle age 12 and 13. You want to look to your own history. So lots of body changes can be going on and they can be extra cranky. It's also a time when if they do have a genetic mental health issue, and please know that most mental health issues are not genetic. They're often acquired due to stress and inflammation. That's just good marketing from pharma, letting you think that everything is biochemical. It's not. And we need to focus on lifestyle and learning new behaviors. And we'll talk about that. So you want to really look for, is this developmentally normal? Is it not? I know when my Max at age 12, he grew 10 inches in eight months, you guys. Every sign of puberty happened in this eight months. I felt terrible for him. He was crying in the backseat saying he didn't want this. It was rough. So we try to put extra supports in place. And, you know, I try to keep it together a little bit more. I think sometimes we get in such friction late in relationships. So I understand the importance of academics. Please know that I'm not saying we shouldn't care about academics. What I'm saying is we've got to prioritize our mental health. It doesn't matter if they get into this fabulous college, they flunk out because they're anxious or depressed or have OCD. See it every day. 40% of college freshmen either leave the school or transfer. And a lot of people flunk out because of mental health. High school provides all schooling up until 12th grade provides a lot of, through 12th grade, I should say, provides a lot of structure. And when that structure is removed and they're left to their own, they have to be able to not just study, they have to modulate. They have to be able to manage all these things. They have to be able to say like, hey, I can't go to that party because I got to do stuff. They have to be social and push outside their comfort zone in so many areas. And if you're already on a shoddy foundation, you're not going to be able to handle that. So using those benchmark of the for our grades as that mental health just doesn't work anymore. Kids literally can be actively suicidal. We've had this past year, there's been a rash of children of celebrities. Miss America jumped from a building in the greater New York area. I mean, these are people that are have everything going for them. And just because you have everything going for you doesn't mean you have it going on the inside. So pay attention to those somatic signs. Look for changes in behavior and talk to your kids about how their body feels. Talk to them about how you're managing stress, but display positive ways of managing stress. And really try to create opportunities of connection. Good relationships with your kids only come from spending time together. My favorite tip to get a kid talking is to get their body moving, right? You're going to hear me say this all the time. When you get their body moving, their lips move. So it lowers, puts you into that parasympathetic state. You get endorphins releasing when you're moving. And that can be a craft. It can be basketball. It can be a walk. Whatever is that helps you to join Get out there moving with your kid and start talking. And certainly when you think your kid has a mental health problem, they probably do. It is never, never a bad thing to seek help from a licensed mental health professional to seek your own parenting support. Like we do parenting groups and parents come because they need their own support on how to support their kid's anxiety or ADD, whatever is going on. 
But you got to create, you got to make change. And with such um, deeper clinical issues on the rise, you really, really want to get ahead of this and look at it as an opportunity to give your kids those keys to lifelong mental health, which is coping skills. That's why we can't use grades as a benchmark of mental health. It doesn't matter what the grades are. It doesn't matter what your neighborhood is. It doesn't matter what your kid's school is. It matters how they feel about themselves and how they are managing stress. And you are the key to help them develop and cultivate those lifelong skills. Be well, sending you love and light. Parenting is hard and there are so many ups and downs. Just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and family, it's going to be okay when you take one step towards the right solution. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 